0: We've all heard the phrase, Instagram is a highlight reel, but how far are influencers really taking this to ensure that we think they are hashtag goals? Living the aspirational really becomes a sales tactic to bring in new eyes. So let's jump right in. Sonia, I know you have the stories. I know you have (laughs) (laughs) stories to tell about real life of being a big influencer. So- What first comes to your mind?
1: Well, I think as you know, I have a lot of history working with fashion influencers and there is no place where this is more apparent than with the fashion influencer crew. In my early days, I used to watch influencers drain their bank accounts on the latest Louis Vuitton, the latest Prada, whatever it was that was coming out on the runway, they needed that piece so that they could be photographed with it ASAP. Spending thousands of dollars um, on the best hotels, the best wardrobe Mm -hmm. and anything else they could get their hands on for New York Fashion Week. I even know someone who hired... A photographer to go outside of New York Fashion Week and photograph them as though they were paparazzi being street styled to attract other street style photographers to photograph them in thinking that, oh, this person is important and we didn't know. And it works. (laughs) It works.
0: You know, I think all of this is so crazy. So last episode, we were talking about how, like, all of this is about perception. It's not about your intentions. It's not about the behind the scenes. And, like, I think that's really what you're seeing is that, like, if I position myself online to look like I have it all, you will mm-hmm. think that I have it all. <laughs> there's there's no way around exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> My favorite saying is, if it walks like a duck
1: and talks like a duck, it must be a duck. And I think that is exactly what must be a duck. And that is what fancy influencers want to personify. If I'm staying at the most luxurious hotel, if I'm wearing the most luxurious clothes, Mm -hmm. I must be making a ton of money and have a ton of brand deals, thus attracting more brand deals to me, more followers who want that aspirational lifestyle that I'm living. Even if we're in reality, I'm essentially the Anna Delvey of (laughs) Instagram
0: influencers. Yes. Okay. I've been thinking about this story and I didn't get to tell it in our deep, dark depths of Instagram Mm. episode, but I have, I know this girl who Mm -hmm. bought all of her followers. One day she just had 30 K. And Mm -hmm. like me and my friend like stalked it. We like went through her followers. We were like, these are all bots. Like she definitely (laughs) doesn't have a real following, but Uh this girl is like this beautiful model, like always wears designer clothing, like takes these amazing beachy photos. And as time went on, she just became it because people would end up at her account and be like, Oh, you have 30 K followers. Like this is someone that I want to follow. And Little by little, she started bringing on those brand deals, started bringing on those modeling contracts. And now I'm pretty sure all of that 30K is real and she has a huge TikTok following to boot, but it all started fake.
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, fake it till you make it. That is that is the American dream. She is living right there. (laughs) I, mean, I think that this has a lot to do with like sociology and psychology and just like the way that we are as human beings wanting to feel accepted, wanting to feel like we fit in. And there always has to be like a queen bee, there's like a normally a leader. And I think mm-hmm. now we're getting more out of that where there are, I'm sure there's still influencers, queen bees of every genre now, but there's a lot more genres sure. where you can find a place to fit in, but definitely early Instagram, There were no alternative genres, there were no people who were showing their skin without filters, there was no people who were body positive or showing cellulite or doing a lot of things that we see today Mm -hmm. that people identify with, and... We're definitely moving into an era where I think buying those followers isn't going to make sense. Trying to fake it until you I don't make think so it either. is just seen seen right through. People know that you're being fake,
0: right? Yeah, and I do agree that Instagram is prioritizing the more interesting guys and girls at this point um, mm-hmm. because you have to have a personality, you have to be an overshare, you have to have some kind of Value, whether that is like your journey or storytelling or whatever, teachable tips. Mm-hmm. Um, but your pretty girl, I don't, I don't think she's going to go viral anymore. I don't think pretty cuts it. And I was actually talking to a client about this. Um, <laughs> oh, let's go deep into this. So I was talking to a client, and we were talking about this guy that. Dresses up like Johnny Depp and runs marathons, and like that's his thing online. And I'm sure he has a ton of TikTok followers. And like the content isn't even Love great; it. it's like this terrible video quality. It's like not good content, but he's bringing in tons of views. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he has tons of followers. Like this guy is going to be a hit. And mm-hmm. I sent this to her, and I was like, you know what I hate is that guys can just not try. Like there, this guy has a thing, and it's so dressing true. up in this really realistic. Johnny Depp costume and that's all he needs to do Uh there is nothing else and she was like actually I think that if you just have boobs that you have out like that's that's the method and I was like actually I don't agree with that I don't agree with that at all I don't think pretty I don't think pretty sells Mm -hmm. anymore what do you think I
1: think you can still build a following off of boobs. Agreed. <laughs> like, I do think that you can still build a following, but can you monetize it in the right way In the way that maybe you want to be known? I don't think so. Like I remember working with a swimwear brand way back when and wanting to, number one, it's difficult or at the time it was difficult to find people who would post on Instagram in swimwear. It was just not as frequent. Now we yeah. see, of course, people in lingerie and underwear and all sorts of things, but back then it was a little bit more difficult and the next most difficult thing was that when we would ask for their audience metrics it was always a significantly higher portion of men all men men. so we weren't really able to hire them to sell women's swimwear as an influencer because men were the one watching them put on swimwear and talk about it I think with you know, with the launch of brands like Somersault, where you're seeing that they are body positive and using lots of different mm-hmm. models and role models more than they've your typical model. They've changed up. the game. Yeah, they've, they've changed blown up. the game. And um, what's the underwear company that you love? I just saw that you Hooray, unpackaged Great, love them.
0: Can I, can I give a shout out to them? I don't even yeah. I don't <laughs> Use my code. I think it's Harley 20. <laughs>
1: DM Harley for a code, but similar concept. You know, before it was like Victoria's Secret era, and then we dove into Parade, which is every body type, every human type, underwear for everyone.
0: Yep,
1: exactly. Any Any size, fit or feel. So, I just think the evolution is so wide now that their number one is less of a reason to fake it. Mm -hmm. Because you can be successful with any sort of look or feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, I I mean, I am the first to admit it's still not as easy for people who are not traditionally pretty,
0: Mm -hmm. white,
1: etc. I I get it and I'm willing to admit that 100%. -hmm. But we are seeing the doors opening. We are seeing the needles moving. We are seeing the conversations happening. So Mm -hmm. I think there's just less of a reason for anyone to fake it like they used to and end up in a position where they're, you know, desperate for the next paycheck, desperate for the next job, because they are using so much money on just stuff and that they are probably personally, and this is what really worries me personally, so disconnected from who they really are. Mm -hmm. So disconnected. And when you have that disconnection, you just can't feel happy. All Mm -hmm. you're doing is projecting a person who is not truly you. And that just leads to misery. Like how can Mm -hmm. that be a way of life that you want to sustain for a long period of time?
0: So I see multiple issues here. And one of them as an industry as a whole is perpetuating the idea that influencers make tons and tons of money. I think with this like New clothes, new clothes, new clothes, new thing, new thing, new thing. even if the influencer is getting it gifted, or here's another one that I see they're selling it after on Poshmark or something like that, pretty much brand new Huge. after they've worn it once, just to shoot in, not even not even like in real life, just to shoot in um, mm-hmm. to actually make some of that money back. like that's not a living. like I hate to throw this out there, but like free clothing is just not going to pay my mortgage. no.
1: No. Agreed. And I know a lot of people who did make a lot of money when gift, I mean, gifting is still so rampant now. We Mm -hmm. talked about this in a previous episode, the amount of waste that goes into gifting, especially in the fashion industry. So I just think that, I don't know, I I just think that we're not going to be going in that direction anymore because influencers, even when they were getting so, so, so much stuff and they were selling it at the end of every month, Mm you know, on we, we would gift influencers. Oh, this is a great story. We would gift influencers when I used to work in the PR agency and had fancy fashion clients, things that were very expensive and within seconds. And it would be like the weeks before they were, it was even going to come out. And this goes for editors as well. Honestly, Mm -hmm. the weeks before they were going to come out, we'd see it already on the real, reel, And we'd be like, who who did this? Uh, Who did this? And now I feel like it's commonplace, but still, back then, brands were like, "We saw this come up on eBay." Yeah, we saw this come up on eBay. We saw this come up on Rent the Runway, or not Rent the Runway, on the Real Real. And like, uh-huh. why are people selling this thing that we gifted them? I'm like, we can't really do anything once it leaves our hands. But yes, I understand it's because painful because they
0: can't afford to live.
1: <laughs> yeah. Truly, and that goes for <laughs> editors too. I think like starting editor salaries are very low, like shockingly low, and I think people are yeah. exchanging a quote unquote glamorous life for mm-hmm. stuffs and no money.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's that's part of the thing that just needs to. I don't know if this comes down to disclosing that this is an ad or that it's gifted or like it just goes into those those recommendations, those rules, um or if it's something bigger.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's something bigger. I think it's more than just disclosing that something was gifted, although I am seeing more and more people disclose gifted in stories all the time. Um and yep. I see more and more enough. people wanting Not enough. Not Oh, no, not nearly enough. Everyone should be disclosing.
0: <laughs> so, here's here's another weird piece of this is like I think that any recommendation Mm -hmm. um, feels like an ad Mm -hmm. as if I can, you know, reach Mm. every single brand that I want to work with, like as if Mm -hmm. I wish and get some kind of link, some kind of thing that actually pays my bills. But that's not the case. Like if I'm recommending something like nine out of 10 times, I'm not making something from it. So I think that that standard needs to come out more and that like, we're really not, Like my recommendation doesn't do anything for me.
1: I think a great story that goes along with this topic actually just happened to me today on TikTok. I had an influencer comment that she feels like what's holding her back from growth is that she doesn't live in an aesthetic apartment. And it made me feel so sad to think that someone felt like the content that they were making couldn't be successful or couldn't be loved by brands because they didn't live in a fancy house. And the hacks I have seen to like make it feel aesthetic Uh, is beyond. So I just feel like those need to be shared. And I'm definitely going to do a video that talks about like all the things that you can do to fake a beautiful bathroom and all of these great like backgrounds and stuff. Right. But it just went along with this topic really well that she felt so concerned that her actual living quarters were not good enough to be shot. I
0: think it's so funny that you say that because if there is anything that I like accept as an excuse that you're not making content right now, it's Mm -hmm. I'm moving in two weeks or I'm moving in a month. Like I'm waiting until I'm like in the nicer space with the better lighting. Like I can't, I can't with my life Mm. being a mess right now. I can't make content. And I relate to that so much. I used Mm -hmm. to live in this house with the darkest kitchen ever. And at this point, I was like all into like posting my like smoothie bowls and being really creative about it. It was actually like a whole wild journey. And um, (laughs) I couldn't, I felt like my lighting sucked so much that I couldn't take it full on. I couldn't make the full recipe the full mm-hmm. like tutorial the full video that was aesthetic because my kitchen was such a dark little cave so once we moved i was like oh hell yeah like it's about to come out like this is the thing that i'm going to be doing like little did i know i'm absolutely never mm-hmm. going to create cooking reels cuz i actually suck at cooking or baking <laughs> like it's like a character flaw cuz i can't follow directions mm-hmm. <laughs> but moving <Yeah>. moving man <laughs> yeah I mean, I felt for her so
1: deeply, but I, also it's like, okay, even in that scenario, Harley, where you like had your cool smoothie bowls, like you could make them in the dark kitchen and then, and then walk, walk outside, outside and yeah. put them on a white background. Or I just feel like there are so many hacks when you're first getting started and you know, like, okay, the next house is out of reach for X, Y, and right. Z amount of time. And to feel like held back by any sort of circumstance, there's always a workaround, but I think always. it just... I get it. Light truly is the most difficult portion of content Mm -hmm. creation. You can make as many fake backgrounds as you like. There's tons of different hacks to make things seem like they are without the actual reality of it being real marble and all these great things yes. but I do feel like light is the hardest thing to hack yes. in a great way besides just walking outside so hopefully she lives in California like you where <laughs> I mean, there's sun every
0: day <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day like if we even think about photo content uh that I used to take when I used to go out and do these like content days what you start Mm -hmm. to like spy and like when I'm on vacation I still do this is like those little corners like I don't need a full beautiful backdrop like I can be right by the dumpster but I have this big palm tree (laughs) in the back of me so like Uh hello beachy content next to the dumpster like that's just (laughs) how it works so pulling it back to this like unattainable fake lifestyle Mm -hmm. Is this bad? (laughs) I mean, I think... It would be bad if
1: you were like I'm on the best vacation I've ever been on, but you're like really just at a dumpster and you're not even on vacation. But if it's just about finding the vignette as a backdrop, (laughs) I don't know that that's like the same as say as like spending four thousand dollars a night on a hotel room that like overlooks you know the Eiffel Tower. Like those are different; those are completely different things. But it's all it's all one slippery slope. And I think, in terms of takeaway, I just hope that people realize that we're moving towards an era more quickly. I wish we were doing it more quickly, but we are doing it where there's an acceptance for every type of creator. um, And we don't need to peddle the perfect aesthetic all the time. We don't need to peddle the perfect wardrobe, the perfect vacation, the perfect relationship. Um, The reality is more what people want to connect with these days. So leave behind that feeling that you have to fake it till you make it um, and really embrace your actual reality.
0: Right. One person that I want everyone to go look up is Elise Myers, because this girl blew up on TikTok, has like a million followers on Instagram, maybe more. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she just tells stories with her in her pajamas, like with her hair in a fun bun, like looks like an absolute hurricane. And she's the cutest. She's the cutest. But I'm obsessed with her. (laughs) she, She tells these hilarious stories in this poor lighting, and Mm -hmm. she has a thing. Like You need a thing. You don't Mm -hmm. need this crazy aesthetic world. So I mean, the more we can get used to that and just promote that as a culture on Instagram, the sooner that we can get into or get away from this weird, unattainable lifestyle. Because we really see it we see it across the board as this sales tactic. Like I said in the beginning, we see yeah. coaches pushing this myth, myth of you can have passive income just like me. I'm living in this luxury villa and mm-hmm. like I <sighs> oh, just God. sell my courses. I don't do any work, which is just a, such a lie. But because we see it, because the perception's mm-hmm. there, we buy into it. It feels like hack culture, it's not real. Yeah. And I think us as a viewer, Need to pull back that veil for ourselves too, and say, okay, wait, wait, wait. Like, what? What's real here? What's sure. real?
1: Sure. I think the audience does. Uh, audience needs to take more responsibility for doing the due diligence between mm-hmm. reality and what they're seeing on Instagram. And also, creators on Instagram need to be doing their part as well. I do think it's a two-way street, and that the audience can't just play the Me too. victim you have to also think to yourself, what is realistic for my life? What in this scenario do I think is real? And, you know, can I keep in mind that the person that I follow probably isn't sharing parts that are harder all the time, Mm -hmm. um, but know that they do have those parts um, and that it is part of their reality, just like yours.
0: Influencers are just like us. (laughs) Influencers are just like us. Ah! Today has been one big deep topic. I know that you have thoughts and feelings and deep concerns and we want to hear them coming out with us on Instagram at @harleyjordan and sonia.alise. We'll catch you next time.